once again, we're here with the Psyched podcast and we're sitting in a cafe at Kletze Center Telefonplan. And I have two guests with me. We have Emil. Well, I'm right here. Yeah, Emil is here. And then we have Sofia Yokoyama, Swiss bowling champion, front lever woman, one-arm pull-up, push-ups, pull-up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> and we've been and here. Also an incredible climber. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, a bit. Not, of, not obviously, that much. I don't. I didn't. Even, I, I don't have to say that even. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yes, we've been now during this week and been doing a lot of videos, which uh, it's been really good. She's a natural, for sure. Oh yeah, a lot of going to bed late. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When did we late. wake up this morning? So we got up at twelve this morning because we went to bed at what three a.m. last night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Had lunch, went back to bed. <laughs> took a little nap and now we're back here yeah. filming again. Yeah, we did some, um, I don't know, getting to know your secrets, the ones you did so you can do with like front lever and yeah. one arms. Filmed all my fun exercises to try. Yeah. Yeah, and the reason we got back so late was that we tried the project. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, trying the dino at 1 a.m. That <laughs> was cool. <laughs> Crushing the dino at 1 a.m., right? Oh, yeah. yeah, but what do you think about the the project now? Like, because you've tried in different sections. Is it motivating? Is it discouraging? Is it fun moves? Is it... What's the feeling of it? Well, to me, it's, it's pretty interesting because the first, what, like 12 clips are reasonable. Like, they seem, uh, seem okay for a lot of climbers. Um, but then it just gets so freaking hard. But then again, I mean, Adam Andra, Alex Megas, they've done the moves. And it's obviously possible. And I find that really inspiring. Because, I don't know, I want to get that strong. I want to crush that. I find the wall quite interesting. But it doesn't really get me motivated. Because since it's just, like, so hard at the top, like, what's the point of working on it if you're just not going to get to the top anyway? But the beginning is really nice. The beginning to the crimps and then the flat pot. I didn't really try the flat pots, but you did. And it looked really nice. And the holds are really nice. And the dyno in the middle was fun to try. Yeah. So the beginning all the way to like the first part of the roof is doable in one go. And then after that, it's impossible. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but you also tried the very last section. We filmed that section. Not many people have even been up there. At the crimpy V15, the last few moves. How do you... like? I won't be doing V15 anytime soon then. Because <laughs> it was hard. But you did, did, uh, you I did, did one move. Static. Statically. But yeah. then the hold was so crap. It's like it was a really bad hold. They like blocked the good part with another hold. So all you get is like this tiny disgusting pinch. Which I can't even pinch because the hold, my hand's too small. <laughs> so it was just really bad. And Emil, you did that last. Yeah, I crushed the last move. <laughs> which is probably not that impressive because I think it's like a victory move. But, um, no, I don't know. It's like, if you look at the holes, they're, they are reasonable. But moving in between them, that's that's what's hard. It's really hard to find the positions, etc. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's doable. Felt doable. Not for me, but if you're strong enough, if you have like the muscle strength for it, then yeah, for sure. doesn't seem impossible. I guess we'll see in 30 years' time <laughs> if they'll become a new Adamondra. Oh, yeah. I like the child of Adamondra and Migos, like <laughs> the perfect hybrid. You just sense it. Yeah, that would be sick. Um, oh, yeah, and we also got a lot of comments asking or like trying to figure out where you're from and your background, Sophia. Because you have a quite <laughs> of an interesting background. Didn't you have like four passports or was it three passports? No, I only have two. 
but you could could you get access to more? How was it? No, I actually have three passports. Um, I don't think I'm allowed to say that though. <laughs> but so I was born in Switzerland, in the Swiss German part. So I've got a Swiss passport, and my mum is British Swiss, and my dad is American. Japanese Russian descent, so that's where I get my Asian side. And um, I've moved around a lot, so my accent like changes to whoever I'm talking to. It can go from like American to really English to don't even know what my accent is. <laughs> But yeah, that's me. Okay. Where <laughs> I'm from. <laughs> And how long have you been climbing for? Um, 12 years around that. I started at the age of seven. And how did that, how did you end up in a climbing gym or climbing? So you know, is when you're a kid, you're trying all these different kind of sports. Well, I didn't start with climbing. I like started with what tennis, like probably 99% of the whole child race. But um, I started with tennis, and in that tennis area, well, where I played tennis, there was a little climbing wall, and for some reason, I wanted to try it. And my mom was like, "Okay, why not?" And I got into it. And then we moved to Singapore, and there, inside the school, there was a huge climbing wall. And I continued, and then when we came back to Switzerland, I joined a team, and it just grew like that. Okay. And now you've been competing, like, seriously for the last four years, or how was it? Yeah. Since I got back, well, maybe a bit more, six. Because since I got back to Switzerland, that's when I really joined the competition team and did the Swiss Cups, but then for the past year, approximately, what, four years, I've been doing Europeans, World Cups, and all of that. So, yeah, four years since it's been serious training for comps. And what is, the, like, the, the, the achievements they've done in, in climbing? The what? Like, your biggest achievements they've done in competition climbing. I don't have any, no. <laughs> well, last year, 2017 was the best year. I finished first at the Swiss Bouldering Championships, And then third in the European Youth Cups. Um, and then at the World Youth Championships, I finished like seventh in bouldering, one spot from the bloody finals. Um, ninth in the combined, which was really cool because I hadn't really trained much for, well, no, I had trained quite a bit for speed, but I did just crap. And I did quite good in lead, which was very satisfying. And then seventh again at the European Championships. So it was a really good year, but just unfortunate for the seventh places. But that's comps, right? I guess so. I've that's never I've really tried comps. And I guess, Emil, you've tried a little bit like once yeah, a year. Yeah, you got to start comps. Yeah, I mean, I've I, yeah, once a year. I usually compete in the Swedish nationals, or I have for the past three or four years, I think. Uh, it's just a f more of a fun thing to me, uh, more than anything that I really want to, you know, strive towards but maybe maybe in the coming we year we could like meet up world cups and do <laughs> yeah that'd be pretty cool actually. meet up at the after party yeah, just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well i have been thinking about the world cups and all that it would be fun to at least try it to me it's like uh, i sort of have a mental barrier because <laughs> i get so excited when i compete that i sort of screw things up i You know, I, I'm like, oh, I can cut loose from this. I don't have to use my technique. I'm, oh, let's just use power instead. Um, but if I could control that, then who knows? Maybe I'd be all right. And maybe if you enjoyed fingerboarding and all of <laughs> that stuff, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you might get that much better. <laughs> <laughs> nah. No. I mix it now. 
prefer outside. Yeah, but how much like training do you do? Like World Cup, like jump style and then campus boarding and climbing? Um, it depends on what month it is. Because <laughs> my training is like divided into cycles. Mm. So one month or two months I'm training this and then it changes and I'm training this. But usually ends up being what? Two campus sessions a week, two fingerboarding sessions a week, two strength sessions a week. And what? Five sessions of climbing, boulder lead and speed. Jesus. But mainly boulder. Okay. I'd like skip a lead session to do bouldering <laughs> or skip a speed session to do bouldering. Okay, I see. But basically you do periodized training, right? Yeah. 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 Eric, what's what do you think about per periodized training? Because we've talked about it a little bit and mm. you're yeah, a bit skeptical, had a, right? We had a little discussion. Well, theoretically. <laughs> theoretically. <laughs> um, no, I've, I've done it a bit and I've seen really good results. I've heard from different coaches that's, that not, that's not the optimal thing because Climbing is so complex and it's scary to take away certain things of that complexity and kind of, I don't know, train, out, train, out, train on it individually because it's a, like a bigger part of a machine kind of thing. Um, I have no clue saying. I guess like some people, I've heard coaches that do periodizing and then other people that say it's not good. And I guess it's very climbing kind of thing. It's like we don't really know. Mm -hmm. We do what works for us. Yeah. And then we all want to know what the Slovenian does. But, uh, you know... <laughs> Maybe yeah, we'll and the Japanese. And the I Japanese. I want to know what the Japanese do. Uh, but do you guys think we'll ever find like the the perfect formula for how to train for climbing? Will we ever achieve that? Is it? I think the Japanese are fun for like competition climbing. Yeah. But I don't know since they don't share. But <laughs> outdoor, I don't know. Like Andres just seems very psyched and motivated. So that's for him. Maybe that's the most perfect formula because you're really psyched when you go out. And that's true. I don't know. I think it's very different. But I feel like the perfect training would depend on the person too. Like one training that suits one person won't be the same training for the other one, yeah. for the other person. Like it depends on what that person's strengths and weaknesses are. Yeah, that's but true. But it also has to be like within a framework. Yeah. Right. So it's like the Japanese do this and then maybe for Tamao is something different, but for yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean Fuji is something else. Exactly. They, they probably have the same goal, right? Mm -hmm. But maybe Tamao needs to work on, I don't know, his elbows while, while Kokori <laughs> needs elbow. to work on his fingers. I don't know. Yeah. But they still strive towards like, okay, we need to have this amount of strength in our uh, forearms and this amount in our mm -hmm. biceps, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I'm just curious, maybe there is like a perfect formula for that. Like you need X amount of strength in your biceps in order to be like the perfect climber. I'd like to know what that training is. Yeah. <laughs> Please <we'll> share, <laughs> anyone. <laughs> so, next, uh, well, this year is a new season. So, what's because you you've jumped up into the senior yeah, now. Yeah, I'm old now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I've been kicked out of the under 20s juniors category, and I'm in the elite. How does that so feel? <laughs> I'm gonna start getting grey hair soon. <laughs> I know how it feels. <laughs> No, it's, I'm excited. I'm excited. Something different. Something different to aim for and to work on. But hopefully this year I'd be able. I'll be able to uh, do most of the World Cup comps. All depends on schoolwork and when, what time of the year it is, and all of that. But hopefully I'll be able to do quite a bit of comps. So what do you know? What's the, like the major difference uh, between like the junior and senior? Like obviously it's skill and stuff like that. But uh, like is the mental game. Do you know anything about? Is it like a much? Is it a bigger leap, uh, or is it just experience that you're facing? I think it's experience that you. Well, for me, I feel like it's experience because from 
the junior from like the youth categories, the qualification style is different to the World Cups. So you've got mainly depends on how many people you are, but you've got an hour to do eight boulders, and then the finals it's a circuit where you've got four minute on the boulder, four minute or five minutes on the boulder, five minute rest, five minutes on the boulder, five minutes like qualifications at the World Cups. But um, I think it's ma- mostly experience because I mean training you do, and then there's of course a huge gap in strength and difficulty but that's something you can work on easily with training well easily in brackets but you can work on in training but otherwise it's experience 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 that i think is important what do you think Emil? you're a, you're a senior <laughs> like me <laughs> oh i'm a senior all right because um, like to work on the mental also experience to just figure out what's the best yeah yeah because I, I can imagine that being the biggest difference because uh, that's what ha- what's happened for me in the past couple of years i've gotten way more <laughs> mentally stable <laughs> <laughs> no but like my mental game especially outdoors I mean I, I guess I can only apply this to my outdoors climbing but it's way better now than it was two years ago because mm-hmm. two years ago I could sort of start screaming at a rock in, <laughs> in the middle of the night was <laughs> climbing and just get so pissed off damn it yeah damn it um, but now I, I feel like I'm very often calm when I climb a lot more you know Stable. Screaming on the wall, does that consi- <laughs> <laughs> is that considered calm or <laughs> just squeezing everything you've got? <laughs> that was sport climbing. When I sport climb, I scream like crazy. Adamandra, come at me. Style. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, what's kind of like, what's the goal for 2018 then? Like, the, the competition wise? Is it just getting experience, learning the mental game, or is it like being on podium or? The 2018 World Championships in oh Innsbruck. Yeah. That this is this year. year. Mm-hmm. I forgot about so that. So that's what I'd like to qualify for, to do the combined yeah. at that competition. Oof. Cool. That's intense. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, because the World Championship only happens every two years, right? Yeah. So it's a very big deal. Yeah. Well, big deal in bracket. But, yeah, it's, it's, one, it's one of the biggest comps. But now that 2020 Olympics are in, that's become the biggest thing for most climbers, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you feel uh, about the Olympics? Are you psyched for it? Because you're going to train for yeah. it, right? Yeah. that I've, I think it's really cool that climbing in the Olympics. It opens up a new sport to tons of people who never heard or knew about it. And it just gets climbing a bit more known in the world, mm. which I find really cool and opens it up to tons of younger kids who might want to try. And so I find it... I think it's going to be a good thing for our sport. And... Yeah, what do you guys think? I feel the same way. I'm really excited for climbing to start growing again and just get get massive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we can start making millions like the footballers. Exactly. <laughs> mm, I think it's... I, I would never be able to compete in speed, lead, and bouldering at the same time. But, I mean, I'm not sure what it's like to be a competitive climber and do that. If it's, you know, it's, uh, if it's easy to work on all three or not. What do you think? Mm-hmm. I th- all three disciplines are like really different. Mm. Like bouldering is very well explosive, strengthy, different kind of styles of movements and all of that. But and lead is more yeah endurance style. But now it's slowly turning into a bouldery lead. Yeah kind of thing but yeah you need the endurance and you don't necessarily have the, j- the endurance and bouldering and then speed is just completely different 
Yeah. It's memory placement, explosivity. Can you say that in English? Yeah. yeah. And um, and yeah, just working on that pure power and jumping off the wall. Yeah, but then again, if you combine the three, it must be one, really good. Yeah. Yeah, it must be a really good technique to have. Like, be extremely explosive, mm-hmm. have endurance, mm-hmm. and also be quick. Well, yeah, I feel like lead training has helped a lot for me in bouldering because mm. you can give a hundred percent a couple more times than yeah. if you just bouldered. Because after a while, you're just pumped. And I don't get pumped anymore in bouldering, <laughs> which is cool. <laughs> so, yeah, you can give a bit more 100% thanks to that endurance training, mm. which I find cool. Are you going to start doing more lead, Emil? Ooh, that's a good question. I actually think I will. Uh, my brother's got me really excited for it. And I did get quite excited after the project yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe. I loved how after like a couple of what you did like five six moves and you turn around to the camera I'm pumped. <laughs> that yeah, was good. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's partly why I'm motivated to start sport climbing again. <laughs> I'm so terrible at it right now, but I'll get good for sure. How about you, Eric? Because you have you ever sport climbed? <laughs> uh, yes. Um, three years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Three years ago, though, it's not a it's not a strange question because I think for as long as you and I have nearly known each other, mm. I think I've never climbed on lead. No. Um, yeah, I was really excited three years ago. It was actually people said I was I should just be a lead climber instead, <laughs> um, and not a boulder. Uh, I don't know if it's positive or negative, but I enjoyed it a lot. And then I got sick like for seven months, and then I couldn't continue training it. And then, yeah, I got injured and then I started a YouTube channel. So <laughs> I haven't really tried it, you know. Mm. Um, Will the motivation come back? I think so. I think I got motivated by screams and tries on the project. And you both dreams. did it. <laughs> and dreams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Sh- maybe we should talk about the dreams or the dream. It's an interesting thing. I don't know. I've just been really unmotivated on climbing for the last two years. And then now, for the first time in two years, I had a window where it's like I could train consecutively. Do you say Yeah. yeah. Uh, for like three weeks i was like well if i've done that i get into the mode of climbing again then obviously the motivation will come back and it didn't so i was like well i'll just take a break then i suppose we'll see how long the break will be and then i had this really strange dream and in the dream i was really excited for climbing like how i felt when i first started climbing and i did like an 8a plus in the dream outside and i don't even like outside climbing and it wasn't about the grade it was about the feeling when you took the holes and how it felt when you moved the body and then i woke up and then i was just really excited to go to the gym i was still skeptical so i'm like well probably <laughs> lingers on for like two hours and then i will be unmotivated again but then i went to the gym and i did moves then that i couldn't do like two days before just because i was like motivated to pull hard yeah so cool. right now i'm really excited for climbing awesome so i'm hoping it will continue being that way that more dreams yeah <laughs> It's interesting. You say you don't like outdoor climbing. What is it more specifically that you don't like about it? Oh, yeah. Maybe we should clarify that a bit yeah. before I like, wreck an entire industry. <laughs> um, no, I've never had any good experience outside. I've always been sick or injured or been mm. in really bad shape. And for me, it's like if you're going to climb, obviously, you don't want to feel like you're in bad shape. Mm. And you can't do what you would want to do. And yes, I never had a good experience outside. Oh, okay. Um, but living with you, Emil, <laughs> this outside motive all the time. <laughs> At least I would be able to give it a real proper try and shot. And yeah. if that's the case, that even after then don't like it, then I should update why. And then, yeah, we'll have a talk about it. All right. But I'm excited to try it, mm. especially if I feel like motivated on climbing in general. Mm. Um, we're also been delaying this podcast a bit because 
we are running out of time, I think. But how much time do we have left? I'll check the phone for a while. 17.07. So when did we have to leave? It takes 10 minutes to get to the train station. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm leaving tonight. Well, my flight's at what? So quarter to eight. So I can't miss my flight home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to the warmth. Well, it's not eight degrees warmer, yeah. but still. <laughs> you can feel it. Yeah, this is a really cold winter right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, not sarcastically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <but still laughs> it's like it's like five degrees minus. It's usually like twenty, thirty yeah, yeah. minus. So it's like yeah. summer here for you but guys. Yeah. But in contrast to the previous, well, previous days this winter, it's pretty cold. Yeah. Mm. No, but I think we have to leave in about seven minutes. Seven minutes. Mm. Quarter past. Okay. So, is there anything you would want to share with us with us before you go, Sophia? One last thing. One last topic. I have no clue what it is. Under pressure right now. I can continue speaking until you figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> One last thing to talk about before leaving. Is there anything you want to share? Um. I'm like thinking, what am I curious about? Like we have your studies, we could talk about that. But it's also very specific. It's a boring too. subject. <laughs> yeah. We don't we talk about school. Yeah. I'm on holiday schools for when I get back to school. <laughs> Leave school out of the holidays. Talk about climbing shoes. We had talked about a bunch with cl about climbing shoes lately. Like, your oh favorite yeah. shoe is Drago. And why well, I feel like that's like one of the only shoes I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> Dragos and Instincts. Mm. I've tried the solutions, but they I don't feel like they really fit my foot properly. But, I mean, there are very most likely tons of great shoes out there that yeah. I have not tried yet. But I'm sticking to my Dragos. <laughs> <laughs> What's what's the most important aspect of a shoe for you? Aesthetics. Aesthetics. Yeah, it's got to have like the Adidas stripes on them. And yeah. <laughs> no, um, just that your foot's comfortable. Like, oh, okay, your foot will never be comfortable in a climbing shoe, but it will always be a bit more comfortable than another one. Mm. And that it just fits your foot properly. Because, I don't know. And then I don't think there's like perfect climbing shoe. Mm. Because dragos aren't really good for small holds, but they're really good for volumes. Oh but right. the instincts are good for small holds, but they're not very good on volumes. So what do you do? Well you need a mix of both. You take Batora, because they're <laughs> the perfect shoe. <laughs> are you sponsored, by the way? I am not sponsored by Batora. But that come <coughs> I love that shoe. It's the best shoe ever created. <laughs> and I was used until the day I leave this place. All right. But you're using Madrock. Uh, no, I actually use literally every, every kind of shoe out there. <laughs> I mean, I've oh tried. Oh yeah, it. you're like yeah. Try the sharks, the toe hooks, they're great. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I'm just like, yeah, you can't really find the right shoe for me. I yeah. like Cinderella that way. Oh. <laughs> but you're. You need your Prince Charming to exactly. find the right shoe. Exactly. But you're a uh, yeah. But you and I have talked a bit about this, mm. and it's an interesting topic: vegan shoes or synthetic shoes. Because ah. mm. you're gonna go. Because as you don't know, well, maybe you do know that me and Emily is vegan. Or like plant-based, because I'm I have leather shoes. I'm not like a vegan, mm. I suppose. Mm. Um, but yeah, you were really into yeah, finding yeah. that synthetic, uh, yeah. no nothing animalistic in the shoe at all. Exactly, that's what I'm striving for right now. Which is probably why I'm gonna try the Madrock Shark soon, because it's supposed to not have any leather in it. Um, but it's hard, because some of the best shoes out there are the ones with leather. Leather. And I'm not sure why, because I mean, <laughs> it's just different designs, and the ones, the one designs that happens to have leather in them happens to fit my foot a little <laughs> bit better. <laughs> so we'll see. So may as well go back to eating chicken, right? <laughs> 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 
did a vegan. What was it? A oh, falafel. Right, falafel. Yeah. falafel. <laughs> Every fickle food. Pasta and falafel. Yeah. That's the life. Mm, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see if you, fi- if you find like your perfect chew. Because mm. <laughs> I have mine. Sophia has a Drago. <laughs> Even though she didn't really sell it in. But she's like, oh, if I had my Dragos, I could do that. And I could do that. Yeah. I could like, world peace I would be fixed. <laughs> <laughs> I see my Dragos. <laughs> Which is cool. Like, it's cool that you have a shoe that you really love. And that you feel it's uh, something you want to wear. Because I jumped around like a ton. And I think that's why I wanted to bring it up. Because we get a lot of questions. Like, what shoes should I have? And... Um, like what shoe do you have and I feel like well try out every brand see what shoe you like the most and I mean you're gonna be in it for like a couple of months so you'll know when you found like the right shoe when mm-hmm. you found your Drago when yeah, you found the Batora sure. when you found like when you found your Drago <laughs> found like your I don't know Mad Rock 510 Las Sportiva Squama we'll see what Emil finds and lands on mm. but this will yeah this was a shorter podcast and it's sad that you have to leave but I'm excited to come but visit and you'll yes, be back and, and we'll do more episodes. And Maybe. Yeah, if I feel like it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'll always be up for it. Okay. The podcast ends now. Who was it in it? <laughs> Emil and Eric. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll just <laughs> cut Sophia out of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been a very good week- weekend mm-hmm. for sure. We mm-hmm. worked very hard and I'm excited. Um, Hopefully good stuff videos. will come out. Yeah, of it. for sure. I didn't get my little clip to post on Instagram, well, Eric. I, I can fix it tonight. <laughs> it's not a problem. It's, it's all way. good. Yeah, it's on the way. Perfect. Cool. No, but it's been great having you here. Well, thank you for yeah. having me. It's very kind of inviting me over. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm just a kind person yeah, like that. You know it. <laughs> yeah. All right. We usually end this podcast with like a Swedish Heidor. All right. So Ugh. I think you should learn a Swedish Heidor. But I already know. Wait, I need to say like bye or there's a Swedish goodbye. Well, this is in Sweden we like say. A song. <laughs> goodbye in Swedish is hey Yeah, I know. You already oh, told you me. know. Yeah. All right, but then. Wrap it up. Yeah, let's uh, end it then. So. Hey do. Hey do. Everyone. Hodor, everyone. Hey. <laughs> For all of those Game of Thrones fans. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in the next podcast. Yep. Bye. Bye. Or hey do. Hey do.